because we didn't cover it over the weekend just because uh, Copa America was kind of on a little hiatus because they were finishing up group games and Euros were in the middle of their round of 16 games. So we didn't want to, you know, get into that while those games were happening. But now the knockout stage quarterfinals are set for both tournaments, actually. So we want to start with some Euros recap and was it i want to say it was was it monday when all the crazy games were going on when it was spain and that was no it was yeah wasn't wasn't that yesterday what's today uh, no. today's no oh was, yeah monday 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 it was, it was monday. monday okay monday so you guys can can speak to this and then my dad maybe a little more so just because he has more viewing experience is it hyperbole to call Monday like one of like the best tournament match day that we've Ooh. had? Because that we had for anyone that didn't know, <laughs> we had two extra time games. We had 14 combined goals. We had the favorites knocked out in penalties. We had a Spanish team that was struggling for goals in the first two games who have all of a sudden. uh I don't know where they they found 10 goals in two games. Their striker was receiving death threats before this game. They gave both games had a 3-1 lead given up in the last 10 minutes of play. So I don't know. It like it was I I know any of us that you know are able to work from home and and all of that. I don't think anyone was paying attention to work on Monday because that. I mean, I had a I, I called my, my boy and I'm like, yo, let me have your username and password for Comcast. And he <laughs> sent it to, and I had I had my phone in the drawer and I was typing in front of like customers who were just opening my drawer and closing it and opening it. And they were they were cool with it. They were like, oh, like, no, it's fine. Like, like, I don't like I know, like, I know that game's important. And I'm there and I was like, shit, no problem. Yeah. So okay. I mean to just to, to get to my question, is it hyperbole to call it the greatest tournament match day? I you you know what it is is that I if I say yes, people will tell me, oh, you haven't seen enough tournaments. But if I say no, then they'll bring up the stats you did, and I'll be, you know, it's it's man, it's it's very hard to, to deny what you that you know that it's not the best because I, I think in my experience it is in one day that is definitely one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, I just don't want to be prisoner of the moment, and that's why I posed the question. And that's you why I it's I funny you say it. that I, I thought about that word today when I was thinking about basketball. We'll get that later. <laughs> yeah. So uh Bobby, what so do you their, their Euros have always been like this. Um they provide they just provide this uh immense um, excitement and the the teams, even though you have your big name teams, the second tier teams are never that far behind them, right? So you look at like at a Switzerland and Sweden, you go, uh, you know, they're not considered powerhouses, but they're not that far behind because when you look at the roster, they got guys playing all over Europe, right? So that the Euros always do that. It's not like Copa America, Copa America. It's traditionally Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, and then everybody else. The Euros, you have to remember that Greece won the Euros years ago. 
out of yeah. nowhere. You know, Vegas that came out of nowhere. You look at the last Euros, yeah, Portugal with Cristiano. You're like, well, you know, he's Cristiano Ronaldo, but the guy gets hurt in the final. Yeah. Up against and, France. And they still went against France, who then turns out to be the world champs in the World Cup, and they, but they lose to Portugal in the Euros. And so the Euros have always been about that, about some country that you don't expect making a run. Uh, and this is no different. Now, is this the greatest day? It's pretty good. <laughs> I want to say it's the greatest, but that was pretty good. And you and yeah, it, Monday was good. Tuesday wasn't bad either. No, not at all. Was it with the yeah? So um, you know, but it was very good. It was excellent. yeah, yeah. Because Tuesday we had another extra time game. With Sweden and, and Ukraine, which, which goes to his point, that was a match that it was like, uh, I'm like the, a more casual person be like, ah, whatever, especially after Monday, like who cares about that one? That went into extra time, a goal within like the 118th minute. And then you look at those rosters also, like my dad was saying, Ukraine, they're not thought of as a, as a great team, but th- there's guys on that team that play for Manchester City, that play top flight in Germany, that Swedish team, they, they had a striker that apparently Real Madrid and Arsenal and Manchester United are looking at. So, yeah, there's always talent. Uh, but for Monday, at least, because that, that, that was the highlight, Monday. Yeah. That's, yeah. That uh, Spanish team, for me, it, it's funny to think of Spain as like, to have like an underdog mentality with them. And I, not that they were the underdog necessarily against Croatia, but they are a younger team. They have like, this is their, I think I've, re- I've heard that they're the youngest team at the tournament by, in terms of average age, they have a couple guys that struggled throughout the year at their clubs. And they just, they've come through after struggling mightily against two teams that they should have handled in the first two group games. And I, I mentioned earlier, the death threats, that was to Avalo, Avalo Morata, who I've, I've followed him because he's played on Real Madrid and he's played on, on big clubs and I'm, he's a good player. And then this whole season. And in the beginning of this tournament, I remember texting my dad, I'm like, what's going on with him? Like he's missing PKs. He's just like, what happened to this dude? He's getting death threats. And then he he scores a goal ahead in in extra time, like a beautiful goal too. The touch, the the shot, and so that for that one there was a little more of a, I guess like a heartwarming feeling when it came to that one. Now when it comes to the France and Switzerland game, that was just all about the chaos for me. I mean, that, that game was insane. That that game, I I, re, I remember I'm there and I was like, oh, it's 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 a done deal, and then they scored one. And right when I kind of sat back down on my chair, boom. And then it was in my, it was chaos in, in, in here, in my head. I was like, what is happening? What is happening? And then I'm like, France, France will make one though. You know, the double overtime, they, they'll, they'll make one. They, they'll have, they have enough time. They're, they're too talented offensively to not get one when they really, really need it. And God damn it, they didn't get it. They put they themselves in the- chance. 
they created the opportunity for them and then the fact that these this this damn switzerland team was they were perfect uh, they yeah, were in the pks it was man how it, it, the, the pressure the, well when you look at spain right so when you're going into the games and the first two games that they had that they did the score you know, I'm always looking at that they create the chances to score, and they were creating the chances to score. They just weren't executing them for whatever reason. You know, maybe and you know pressure, lack of focus, whatever it was. But they were creating opportunities throughout those first two games. They just weren't putting them in. So you almost felt like they're about the they're about to burst, right? When they when they get that first one in. It's just going to be like, you know, the dam's going to break. They're going to start going in because they consistently created opportunities in the first two games. It wasn't like, you know, they can't even get the ball into the final third. The balls were getting there. They just weren't executing. So, you know, I don't want to say I saw them sorry, coming, but I just felt like I didn't see five goals coming. But I felt like if they, get, if they can get on the little run, the, the ball, the goals are going to start going in because even though it's not a well-known team, meaning their players aren't these veterans, you know, this no Sergio Ramos and Iniesta and Xavi, right? They're Silvas, but all these kids that they have there play they one of the top leagues. So you know that the talent is there and it's going to happen. And they have the thing you can count with Spain is they have their identity, they have their system. They're going to play a certain way. They're going to keep the ball. They're going to make you chase it. And tarde o temprano, they're going to, you know, they la cuna. And their goals will come. So, Do you, do you think uh, they can do that with higher tier teams? Um, I, I know that. What do they got next? So when you look, I think they can do it against... Uh, uh, Switzerland, Switzerland. Do it, yeah. yeah. Now, when it gets to Bel, when it gets, if they if they beat Switzerland, then they'll have to face the winner of Belgium, Italy, which is probably the game. Yes. That's, which is, know, what, which is also whenever, another. They got lucky that that route is happening because they didn't want. They don't want to see either of those teams. Exactly. Well, if you're going to see them, you want to see them later. <laughs> when one later, of them is kicked each other out. Yeah. Right. Or or they have a couple of injuries and that type of thing. So, in that case, they they'd want they must be pulling for Belgium. There's questions about Kevin De Bruyne and and not that he had a great year, but he was playing and getting a little bit into form with Ed and Hazard. Yep. And Belgium's back line is older, so I I would assume that's who they're pulling for. The Belgian the Belgian game is a better matchup for Spain. Yes, it's a better it's it's the better matchup yeah. in the midfield without De Bruyne. De Bruyne plays. It's a different story. If he's healthy, if he's going to play and be hurt, and you know he won't be effective. But if he's healthy and he can play, then he's a difference maker. I mean, he's playing at an all-time level right now. Yeah. And so, yeah. if that guy's not playing, then Spain, to me, has a better chance against Belgium than against Italy. I think with Italy, it'll be a tighter match. And to me, it's still a 50-50, you know, between Spain and Italy. Because tournaments are played where you want to start you want to peak at the right time right yes. some of these teams right. peak early like italy 
Italy might have picked early. And now, because when you, you can't maintain that high level constantly in, in, in such a short time, right? You can be consistent over a long season. If this were played over six months, right? The, the best team is going to win, right? But in these tournaments, compact like that, injuries, luck, referee calls, whatever the hell. Oh, so many factors play into this that you go, eh, right? So you want to be peaking at the right time. And to me, Spain starts peaking. Italy peaked early. Belgium haven't peaked. They haven't. They've won. Yeah. They've gone through. But they haven't peaked. They don't look like anything. They're, getting, they're winning games 1-0. Yeah, they don't look like yeah. what they look like in the World Cup, right? Yeah. It, the guys are injured, this and that. They haven't peaked. If they start peaking now, you know, who knows? But Well, um, you... You're scaring me a little bit because I was Italy was my team, uh, not not like that I'm that I was rooting for them. That was my my pick, and yeah. we all know when it comes to like I have a couple teams across sports I like, but when those teams aren't involved, my motivating factor is being right. And since I picked Italy, that's I want to be right, and I have not like you were a front runner. You picked them early because they looked good early. Well, no, they they've been unstoppable in qualifiers. They haven't lost. They well, haven't that, lost in months. True, true. They haven't scored like in I don't know hundreds of minutes and stuff. Yeah, so no, uh, I had no. I had stupid friends. Well, that wasn't a stupid pick. I mean, you saw their offense. They looked like the dream team. That the world champs added the best striker in the world. That that was essentially what happened coming into the tournament. Why wouldn't anyone pick them? Because they have, then now I realize they have a shit defense. The uh, the manager might have some some explaining to do there. Maybe we so, can put it on him, but I mean they they've been getting scored on. Have they not? I mean, you know other what, than that Germany game. You know what I noticed in that game? I saw Kante playing further up than I'm used to seeing him play in the games leading up to that. To that game that they that they lose, uh, you start kind of you know playing a more traditional um, holding midfielder, right? Yes. And he plays the uh, the French guy. The Champs plays what it's Pogba, Kante, and uh, uh, Raboy, Ravi, Ravio. Yeah, Ravio's playing. So then, in that game, I first, I felt like Kante was was playing a lot higher than he normally plays and Ravio was kind of playing a little deeper and even Pogba was playing a little deeper. Now Pogba put up a brilliant performance. Yeah. Right. He made one mistake Most... in that game. One mistake. Yeah. But other than that, the guy was fantastic. But in that game, as the game progressed, I felt like he needed to pull Conte back more. And let Conte do what he does best, which is cut off their, the other team's offense, win the ball, and cover that ground. And I just felt like he was a lot further up on the pitch than I'm used to seeing him. I don't know if that was purposely done. I don't know what happened for them to, to go that route. But 
Well, usually when, when, when teams are up at 3-1, you know how they always pull back yeah, that guy for defense. With less than 10 minutes to go. Right. They always pull back the guy for defense. I feel like France's mentality is we're gonna we're 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 gonna ram it down your throat. Yeah, they just yep. kept going. But yep. I, man, that's uh that kind of I think that's what kind of costed them, really. I mean, like we said, it's, it, I guess that is a management decision. Yeah, and 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 then you have to credit the other team, right? I mean, of those course. guys. Oh, listen, three one. You think this is done, right? Yeah. I thought, you know, I thought. I was th- I was watching the game with with your brother Darian with Tristan, uh, and he was getting upset. And I told him, "Remember yesterday's game with uh, with Spain against Croatia. Spain was winning three one. Croatia came back, tied it, took it to overtime, and then Spain, you know, scored two goals. But that France game, when France went up three one, I'm like, oh my god, because they kept coming, and I'm and I was like." There, uh, Tristan, remember, remember the game from Spain yesterday. This game's not over because they just had that feel. And again, I saw Contel pushing all the fuck up and Pogba up, and I'm like, uh, "What are you guys doing? What are you guys yeah. doing?" Yeah, right. And then uh, at one point, they looked like they were playing with three in the back. Yeah, you know? which make, which makes though at that three one, you would think they drop. You know, they played that that four four. Man, I'm like, but Tristan and I were talking throughout that game. They had they started with the three back lineup, and it did it made absolutely zero sense to me because I thought one of the guys they brought in was Langley, Langley, whatever the Barcelona yeah. guy. He's a complete liability. I'm like, you have Veran and Kim Pepe there that are pretty good. You you can put Pavard out on the right, and then your left back, whatever Hernandez, Digne at whatever. Well, Digne was hurt. Daniel's okay, out. then put. And I don't know why they didn't play Hernandez over there. I didn't. I don't get it. I didn't, they went. I don't with know three if Hernandez backs. is hurt. I don't. Yeah, but hold on. Um, I got one of our field reporters got a quote about Kylian Mbappe. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> Trust me, you're not that guy. Oh, <laughs> oh that's that, that. That's all, all right. we got from our field reporter. Listen. Hold up, hold up. One one more thing from our field reporters telling me that Kylian Mbappe has been talking to Messi, and so he <laughs> talked to him about some PK strategy. And after this was the word from Messi. Let me do the phone. He copied my whole fucking flow. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. And that, Mbappe, those, those pressure moments, man. <laughs> Right, so, so you know, you know, the year Cristiano Ronaldo signed with Real Madrid, that year, the year was the place that summer. Ronaldo missed the PK in the Euros, right? In a in a elimination game, just like that. Came up to win it and so he's gonna be fine. It sucks yeah. that he missed. He, but he he's gonna be fine. That guy, that guy's level will go to. He'll go to the next level where he'll be talked about as possibly the best player in of his generation. As if he goes to Real Madrid, if he stays at PSG, it's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen because the competition isn't there. 
the league he plays isn't going to be good enough. He's going to, you know, no matter how many good players they get on that team, you know, they play in a shit league. And you so don't have. Play... No, I'm, go I'm, ahead. I'm going to say this about, about about him and where you, you're right. And I, I'm glad that you, you see, because I see Mbappé as a, as a great athlete. He is. No, he's, he's great. But he's I'm going to say great athlete. Now, when it comes to the other things that make a great soccer player, I mean, I've seen him. One of the, his greatest skills is that ridiculous speed and his ability to put the ball in that open area, and then he just runs past everybody. Don't get me wrong. It's phenomenal that you can do that. I'm pretty sure every single soccer player wishes they can, they can do that. Um, eventually, when that kind of gets figured out a little bit, I mean, it, it, it will, your skill needs to come out. So something, you, you have to have that one little extra thing that has, you know, that, that puts you at that level. Messi has it. You know that even if, if Messi gets doubled, you know he'll find a way to make the perfect pass. You get me? Ronaldo has yeah. it. I haven't seen Mbappé really show anything other than his own unique, like, uh, physical ability. Other, other than that, his maybe, dare I say, maybe IQ is not as high as it should that's, be. That's where I was about to go. He makes some mistakes. Uh, like, he got caught offsides a few times in this tournament that it was like, Bro, he got cut outside like speed. three times and like uh, in the Germany game. Yeah, you have the speed to beat the defenders. Like, like you need to just time your runs better, or you know, just maybe uh, he's just that but, fast. I mean, I really don't know. <laughs> it's the or or the type of shot he goes for sometimes. Like there were a couple plays where the ball was on his left and he was trying to cut it back when he had the shot on his left, or he let the ball run all the way to his left when he had when he could have hit it first time with his right. Well, I mean, like, is he righty that, or lefty? No, he's, he's, he's righty, but he's, he's good right, with yeah. either foot. He's good with either foot, yeah. but I think it just goes to your IQ point where he just, he's not always making the, the right decision. Uh, but I, I think that comes with time. I mean, the, the guy's 22. Yeah. That guy's young. He's a baby. He's a baby. And baby. he's, he's, he's on a team that is not going to, get him or help him get to where he needs to be. He's so he's surrounded by guys that aren't at that level. And name let's just say it. I was about to say let's just blame he he's playing with a guy who um who's he's a bad influence. I'm not saying they're doing but he's a bad influence on the field. Um, he is yeah. yeah, and and he's not gonna get he's not gonna get better there. And you put him around a guy like Benzema, right? And even a guy like Eden Hazard at Real Madrid, Tony Kroos, Luka Modric, Casemiro, and you're talking about you know putting him uh, with guys that play the, the game a certain way. He's gonna learn to play the game. You know when ne- Neymar's best years was next to. Messi and Suarez. For as much as you know, some folks don't like Messi and don't like Suarez, and those guys play the game a certain way. And Neymar, you know, he he fit. He made you know he uh, accommodated to their game. I think right? he was he was being he, led. He, he conformed. 
he was yeah he was he conformed to okay this is how this is this is how they play here in Barcelona this is how these guys play if I want to be part of this I have to do this right exactly but that's not in his character no it's because not. that's not him he wants to be he's the center of man. attention he's a one man so he's man. With, and that's why he left he goes I I want things I want to do what I want to do I don't want to do what Messi does I don't want to do what Suarez does and uh, Busquets and all the guys on that team that play the game a certain way. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to play out. He plays. He's and so you got a 22 year old kid with you know who's going to be influenced by that. I, I think that's you know that's how I see it. But uh, Mbappe would be better off getting the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I speak I talk like with, with Brazilians and a lot of Brazilians don't like Neymar. It, it's it, it's. Honestly, kind of shameful how how he conducts himself, and it's annoying because he's so damn talented. Like he doesn't need to be doing all that. He's, he's so good. And but it's and yeah. then he since he's almost always the best player, the rest of the guys fall in line and they start doing the crap he does, right? But all right, I mean, besides the the, the that those Monday, right? The arguably the next biggest news out of the round of sixteen from Euros was England. Uh, finally getting over that Germany oh. hump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, Spanking it was, it, it was, uh, honestly, it was a very boring game for the first 70 minutes. I was going, going into the game when they showed the lineups from both sides, I was going off more about England, but it distracted me from how bad Germany's uh, side was also. The, the two lineups, just seemed very conservative and safe. There was a lot of attacking talent from both sides left on the bench. And I thought it showed through the beginning. Uh, well, not even uh, most of the game until England finally broke through. But I mean, England, they, they finally brought on one of those talented guys that I was wondering why he wasn't maybe starting. And then two goals happened. As soon as so. he came in, as soon as he, as soon as that kid stepped on the field, you saw a difference. You saw yeah. a difference right away. With I forgot him. his name. That's the guy with with, Jack, the, with the long hair. Jack the... Jack Grealish. Yeah. Jack Grealish. Jack, I mean, just 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 for reference, th these were the five. There were five names that England had on the bench that stood out to me. And it was Grealish. It was Marcus Rashford. It was Jaden Sancho. It was Phil Foden and Mason Mount. Those are all attacking players or forwards. And you were starting Raheem Sterling, who, I mean, okay, he's had three goals in this tournament, but he had one goal in like months leading into the, he was getting benched at Manchester City towards the end that guy, of the year. That guy, that guy is a name. Yeah. Harry Kane, who, God bless him. He seems like a great guy, but he's just, he's, he's really not that guy. I, no. That joke about Mbappe, he's just, he's not. He's had years, he just isn't. And then they started Saka, who's a baby. Like, he's a talented kid, but he's a baby. And they also went with the five defenders and the two holding mids. And, like, you're playing with seven defenders, man. Like, that's because they didn't have faith in in themselves. That That's exactly what they did that day. They were there to, to you know, um, uh, bend, don't break. And then hopefully you can, you can you know, counter or whatever. Exactly but they, what they, they dominated that game. Yeah. Yep. Germany did something similar. Didn't they have like a, a five defender lineup also? And then they, they were sitting Sane. They were 
they sat Nabry for some Nabry. reason and started yeah. Vorner. Nabry scored their goals leading into that game and they sat him. I, I, start, I didn't understand. Start, starting were Timo Werner over Nabry is like it's like if you had uh NBA reference. That's like if you have Damian Lillard and you have um uh, Dragage from the Miami Heat. And you, you bench Lillard, yeah. <laughs> and you bench now is Dragage a bad player? No, he's no, very good. Right? But that's Damian Lillard. Yeah, exactly. What the hell are you doing? You know, it's it's they're not even in the same. They're not even in the same league. You know who? I, you know who I would have probably not started that game. Um, Mueller. Yeah, I mean that guy. I think they, they were talking about uh, his thigh. He's like, oh, he hasn't scored a goal in the Euro Cup in, in a Euro Cup. But I'm there, and I was like, what? They were like, yeah, his record in the Euro Cup is, is like really bad. And then when he missed that wide open goal with it was just him and, and the goalie i was like yeah. i'm like this the, the 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 joaquin low must be right now saying i, I fucked up <laughs> did you see him did you see him eating his boogers that guy does that guy that, right. that guy has no care for absolutely anything that guy was eating his boogers on the sideline it was right him? before the second goal like they caught him doing it and then the second goal happened immediately i'm like that's what you get. Like, what you, he knows the cameras are on him and he can't help himself. That has to, to be like a, his nose and then put his fingers in his mouth. That has to be like a tick or something, right? Like, uh, yeah, they said that he's had therapy or something to, to deal with that. Because if he's not picking his nose, he's picking his ass or picking his nuts and then puts his hand in his. Yeah, he, he's, he, he's, he's, he's an awkward individual. That's like Suarez biting Lord. people. <laughs> well, sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah, but. <laughs> he stopped. <laughs> but Germany, Germany controlled a, a good game. They had, the, they had a, a, a good amount of the possession. Uh, I think that they were, they got. Sometimes I feel as a manager that you can uh, outsmart yourself or you overthink certain things like oh, I'm going to play this guy here because of this and because of that and sometimes it's just okay who am I what's my most talented lineup and put him out there and let the talent you know do its thing and sometimes I think these guys over you know tactical part they go they think about it so much and and that's why you end up with those weird lineups like Nabry on the bench you know, Sancho. Sancho has to smell the field. The guy hasn't gotten in for a second. Are you I know. Rashford. You me? And then Rashford hasn't gotten on the field because because of Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling. Come on, man. No, no. So um, England has a chance to get there because on paper the path is go- that, that they're going. But England will shit the bed sooner or later. They got lucky they this time because percentages is, you know, if you play 100 times against Germany, you're going to beat them once. They probably won't beat them again for the next 10 years. So they had, they had percentages, <laughs> they had the percentages in their favor, you know. But yeah. they're going to go in there. If they go in there overconfident against, uh, against the, those Russian kids in Ukraine, watch what happens to them. They'll figure a way out to lose that game. 
one zero. <laughs> that that is the kind of game that yeah. they would lose. Uh, I I would assume they get a little more attacking attack minded. Uh, I don't know. I I hesitate to do it because I have so much the everyone here like we have so much respect for that game and the that level when when it comes to that sport and that includes the managers about their expertise and the Report. buttons they push. Yeah. But I found myself in this round particular, the games we just mentioned, Portugal's lineup also. I was like, some of the guys that are sitting or the way they set up, I'm like, I, I, I found myself questioning a lot of the decisions these managers were making. And that's usually not something, that's something I really try to stay away from doing. But I, I, I think, like my dad said, at a certain point, man, like, you just got to go with the best talent. Like, yeah. you have to, you have to, adjust your system to your talent right not make these guys fit whatever it is you have in your mind so hopefully no go ahead no you mentioned portugal you know who i really who who was an afterthought in portugal because he came up so young and with you know been a big name recognition and then it didn't kind of work out for him but now the kid looks like oh okay renato Sanchez. yes that guy really impressed me in this tournament this kid was box to box he was on every ball if you know if you watch portugal's game everything went through this kid you know yeah ronaldo was finishing and and you know bruno fernandez and the silva Bernardo was here. but renato sanchez to me was the key player for portugal no of course i mean he yeah he he had a little bit of a coming out party in the last euros uh, but then he went to Bayern and it just didn't really work out. Like they had some turnover there right. manager wise and it didn't work out. He left and now he's starting to kind of find himself. He's another one. He's like 23. Right. So it's, yeah, it's funny how that sport, like you can be an afterthought at 22, 23, but that's how it was going for him. Yep. Uh, so really quick, just so we're not accused of some European bias here. The Copa America quarters. Let me just read the matchups really quick. We have Peru versus Paraguay, Brazil and Chile, Argentina, Ecuador, and Uruguay and Colombia. Now, no secret, there's a little bit of a Colombian bias here, but that team has been maddeningly inconsistent. And I'm not so sure about their prospects going forward. Like we mentioned earlier, the Copa America is usually a little more of a predictable tournament in terms of like your final four, usually some combination of Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, and Chile or Colombia if they had a good run or whatever. So I have to assume that the favorite is Brazil, right? Yes. Yeah, they're home. They're playing pretty pretty damn good. they're home and Germany's not in this tournament. <laughs> yeah, Germany's a boogeyman for some of these countries, man. Yeah. Uh, the Copa America I, has been so disappointing to me. Yes. The level, the level of play, the refereeing, the field. It was supposed to be in Colombia and Argentina. And then, you know, Colombia had all the political issues. Well, and to then, that point, uh, they have very sorry. little time to prepare. To, to that point, that 
that Colombia and Brazil game, I think was a pretty good illustration of how disappointing the tournament's been. Yes. But I mean, like, it, it, it's been a shit show from the very beginning. The, the minute they, we, the minute they moved it from Colombia, from Colombia to Argentina to to Argentina to Brazil, that that was already the, the beginning of of the shit show. And yeah. and like you said, every every game you you see it on the field, you have players having to change their cleats. The the fields are now very very well prepared. And like, of course, they're not prepared. Brazil was not ready for it. Brazil was yeah, like, hey, weren't. we got we got grass. And we got paint. We'll make a circle on a on a, rec, on, on a rectangle. Come kick here. That, that's what happened. Pretty much, pretty much, and it and, and it showed. And and then on top of all of that, the level of play has been just maddening. Just watching that because it's almost like you watch it. You watch the Euros right during the day, and then you come in to watch Copa America games night and you're like what's happening yeah are these people playing the same effing sport are they even playing the same sport and then you look at you going and you're going every one of these jokers at least the the brazilian argentina uruguay colombia team all these jokers play in europe and you're and you're thinking they're all starters they play in europe the game and then you come over here and you play like this and it's just maddening to me watching the Copa America. And don't even get me started on the Colombia Brazil game. Oh, because no. <laughs> just typical Colombia, typical. It's all those fucking amarillos, okay? Yes, the ball hit the referee. Yes, they tied the game. What happened in the other goal, you dumb fuckers? What happened in the last goal? They got their tails between their legs yes. and they shit the bed okay but the, nevertheless and, the and, game nevertheless the game should have ended 1-1 yes okay yeah give him the okay the, the referee's messed up yes he did it was a horrible call but even then are you the goddamn referee right the guy has to whistle he blows the whistle that's when the when the game stops it doesn't stop for any other fucking reason than that guy blows the whistle. That's the only time you're supposed to stop playing. You are a you are a paid professional player, right? You know this, but they are such bitches yes. to complain about every freaking little thing. He grabbed me, he pulled me, he kicked me, eh. Eh, eh, eh. They cry and they bitch all of them. And it's not just the Colombians. The Brazilians are even worse. Yet, you watch all those guys and when they go back to their job, they don't yeah. do all that crap. Yeah. Except for Neymar. They don't go <laughs> over, you know, they don't go over to their people that pay them with that crap that they pull over here when they come home to yeah. play. It's just maddening. It's you know, um, I hope now that it's a knockout round that we see better play, right? But I, I, we, I I'm not that? expecting it. You're like, no, no. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna, to me. It's gonna be Argentina, Argentina, and Brazil in the final. And yeah, you know, they're on the opposite side of the bracket. So yep. and and then that that's it because you know the other teams are just you know yeah. And and yeah. you you know what the crazy part is is that if Argentina passes through and so does Colombia they'll have to play each other 
And Argentina yeah. has not had the best luck against Colombia. Recently. Recently. But, but Recently, Colombia, yeah. Colombia has a tendency. They get a little... We're, we're, we're using the words conservative and safe. No, like, this is call it what it is. They get scared. Yeah. They play scared. Yeah. Yeah. They don't play like that against Peru. They don't play like that against Venezuela. They don't play like that against Paraguay. But the minute they see that Ali Celeste or they see that damn yellow shirt, they're like, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, they don't. Like, bro, put your fucking balls on and go play them. Go yeah. after them. Yeah. No. The minute the game starts against person, what what this guy do the, the 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 coach? What did they? How did they play? They played back and they absorbed and they absorbed and yeah, they, they got the played, one goal. They played with one formation. It was a ten. That's all yeah. it was. <laughs> a ten hanging hanging on the goalpost. All ten and those being standing in front of them. All ten guys hanging from the goalpost till you stop the ball from going in the goal. Yeah. But they they don't, they don't play. And again, you guys are too young for this. So I'm, I'm going back to when the Pedro Valderrama days, you know, late 80s. That team had some bad luck. But the one thing you can count on those guys was they had the were, ball, they, yeah, they played with balls and they had a style of play, right? They had an identity. You knew how they were going to play. They said, we're going to have the goddamn ball. We're not going to let you have the ball. We're going to have it. And when Colombia played, that's when they've had to, you know, they had a great run with, you know, with James Rodriguez. They got deep into the World yeah. Cup. Those, those people of the Rama teams didn't get that deep into the World Cup. But in the qualifiers, in the Copa Americas, and, and everything else they did, they came with an identity, right? And they played that way. Lose, win, lose, or draw. This is how we're going to play. Yeah, these guys, the and, and and with Peckerman too. With Peckerman, they had an identity. Yeah, right? they now they don't have an identity. It's like, what do we go? What do we get? What are we going to get from Colombia? Are they going to be the attacking side? Or are they going to be the the ten formation, which is all ten guys behind the ball plus the goalkeeper? Who who's going to show up? Who knows? Against Uruguay. They're probably yeah, going to play the 10. They're going to put yeah. Zapata up there and tell, they want to see how Zapata. Uh, okay, just chase anything we kick up there for you and chase it. Hopefully you can score. Well, I mean, Cuadrado's not playing next game. Oh, that's right. Oh, he's so, he's such a, he's. No, oh, oh, don't get me started on that guy. <laughs> I love him and then I hate him. And then I love him and then I hate him. And then I love him and I hate him. He, this is the argument i have with darian all the time no i get it i get it because i i i try to defend him also but he is he is very i mean it's yeah it's hard it's kind of it's kind of uh ironic because you know he's i'm sorry you know why he's why we're so demanding because he's so good because he is good yes so no, I was just going to say it's ironic because he's consistently inconsistent, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like you, can, you can trust he's going to be inconsistent, right? You know, but, I, mean, I watched a few uh, Juve games uh, when he played, 
<laughs> and Cristiano Ronaldo yells at him constantly during those Juve games. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, so much so, they pulled his ass back to right back. You know he plays right back at Juve, right? Yeah. They don't... They, they he's a wing back at Juve because they listen. You're not playing in the middle of the field, bro. You're not gonna play in the. You're not. No, no, because we're gonna kill you. You know, 20 minutes into the game, because you're gonna do something great, and then you're gonna cost us a goal. Yes, you're gonna play right wing back and run your ass up and back and serve the ball in. Because when they try, when he played in the middle, I think Ronaldo was gonna kill him. I said, man, you guys better get this guy out of there. I swear to God, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> you know, good he, God, he does these things that sometimes he makes his. He, he's the one that had the assist on the goal against Brazil, and it was a yeah. beautiful assist. It was oh. gorgeous, beautiful. Oh. And then, then, I don't, then I don't, I don't know that he put his right shoe on his on his left leg and his left yeah. on it. I don't know what happened, but yeah. I, I just hey. started watching that game and I'm getting angry looking at him and I'm like, why are you? <laughs> And hey, and when and we wouldn't be a Colombian team if we didn't have a fat, drunk guy playing and yes, wearing number ten on the middle of the field. Of course, he got it going out. Did you see the goal he scores on the set piece? Right. Yeah. That, that's it. He's done. He is done. You're not going to get nothing else out of him. Give you the one. Okay. <laughs> he has. He gives you that, and then that. I to. to Colombia really me, always does have the fat guy on the team. They have the fat drunk guy. Playing in the middle of the field. That's like your hey, when when your uncle Bobby, when your uncle and then your grandfather had a soccer team with that airline soccer team uh oh, that used to play in that in that league. Yeah. <laughs> that there's that team, right, was all Cardonas. There was like eight <laughs> Cardonas on the field. Okay. <laughs> Yes, and then and then me, the the the, the gringo playing with those guys, and I, I I wanted to kill all of them, right? Because <laughs> they run, you know, they make a ten yard a ten yard sprint, they ain't, they ain't coming back, okay? And they come back, they come back five yards, but they ain't coming back the ten yards they just ran, right? So then you end up cleaning up for them all the time. There. Oh and, and now that now that I have you here, the Darian can attest this. I remember you. I used to watch Dino play. And I remember, no matter how far Dino was or how close he was, he'd have to kick the ball at a hundred miles an hour, no type of accuracy. But he, in his head, is the harder the better. <laughs> and I used, and I remember, I used to be like, why, why does he have to kick it so hard? You don't want to do that. I didn't kill him. Oh. I would, I would cuss him out. I would call him all kinds of names. Oh. <laughs> I watched him. I remember little, and I remember him kicking the ball hard. I'm like, but but why? He's right there. Yeah, I I would tell him, you should take yourself out of the game right now. You should just get off the field right now. You're so bad. I was so I was so hard on him. Oh my god, (laughs) good god, I was bad because he was he, he would be ten yards in front of the goal, a perfect ball played to him, and this guy would kick it like it was a field goal. (laughs) <laughs> thank you that's exactly how so Bobby bad. describes it I, that's how i remember him when i was little yeah well you know you know how you have you know we have selective memories right it's like we we remember things and one of the things in our memory i don't want to get all scientific here is that we kind of indulge our memories right we want to kind of remember things 
better than what they actually were, right? But yeah. in this situation, think about that now. Bobby and I are talking about the same person. And so as humans, we tend to make memories a little better than they are. So if we're saying that Dino was god-awful garbage, right <laughs> imagine how it really was we and i we said we, we said this at different times because i said this about a week ago <laughs> exactly what you just wow. said dude I, I remember when i when i got a little bit older and they and i they used to go play in amelia and i got invited my, my my uncle you know your grandfather had like this two sticks that popped out and we made him as a goal or we got the garbage cans and we made him as a goal and yeah. i remember playing goalie and him kicking the ball hard as how he was always right there i'm like okay they're either gonna hurt or he's just going to completely miss. Yeah. And I just remember having to go get the ball when he missed. And I used <laughs> you to got your so cardio good. in. I used to look at him and look at the ball and I was like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> he can go in there and run and get the ball from wherever the hell it was. Yeah, and he, he could kick it like a mule, though. He could yeah, kick the crap out of it. Yeah. But the ball, had, he had no idea where the ball was going. He had no idea. You know, it's like it could go this way or that way. Who knows? But it wasn't going in the goal. All we know is that it wasn't gonna go far. And and not in the goal. No, no, for sure not in the goal. Oh my god. So so that's that's to to me, it's the Copa America, it's been so disappointing. The level of play has been poor, the referee has been garbage. Uh I'm hoping that now it gets a little better. It's quarterfinals, but these teams, except for Brazil and Argentina, are probably going to play not to lose. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. going to be very conservative. And, um, you know, it, it, it may I, I hope I'm wrong, but it may not be that fun to watch. It's very, you know, you know the, the enthusiasm is going to be there and people are going to be, you know, and then if you go watch any of these games at a bar or something, they're more exciting because everybody's drunk. That's exactly where I am. I, I, I don't think I could watch the game here. And it's going to be pouring, but it doesn't matter. It, it'll be hard for me to watch this at home. Yeah, you just, you know, because it's going to be more exciting just because of everybody's enthusiasm and they want to win these games. And it'll be fun. And you're going to think these games are so great, but the games are going to suck most likely. And it's just going to be the fact that we're drinking and we're, and we, you know, we see something better than it is. You know, it's like the ugly girl at the club and you've had a few drinks. <laughs> that's what those that's what these games are gonna be. You know, well, yeah, it's not so bad. Bro, it's that bad. <laughs> I think it is gonna be that bad. Thanks for joining us this week on the Triple S Express show with the Guado Boys. Listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can follow on Spotify. You can follow, rate, and review on Apple. Uh, follow our Instagram. We'll keep you posted uh, with any and all updates. Thank you.